0: Welcome to all of you out there. It is the boys from Rotosaurus and we are bringing you the high-stakes heat. My name is Jake Hallisker. I can be found at the Dustmite on Twitter. And alongside me is my longtime friend, uh, sometimes friend of over 20 years, uh, the 14-year NFBC veteran himself, Mr. Dave McDonald. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing good,
1: Jake. How are we doing today?
0: I'm, I'm pretty freaking excited. This has been a long time in the works yeah uh, too long uh, well over
1: seven eight years yep since we originally started talking about doing a podcast together yeah we
0: we founded our uh, google Blogspot blog rotosaurus or it was the rotosaurus.com <laughs> because some a-hole owned rotosaurus.com for some reason well
1: you know it was a very nice kite site that he just had to take uh, uh you know, yes who names kites the rotosaurus thankfully like, that, the is is that?
0: that is down that uh, is down we did snatch up rotosaurus.com <laughs> But um, very important. There's a lot of demand for it, so you know we yeah, had to make sure we. I, he that. probably got a, a very solid five cents from that site a year. <laughs> it was very worth the, the registering of the domain. But uh, we started our blog back in 2012. Yep. Um, moved to WordPress in well, 2015, something like that. Uh, we were always kind of part-time about it. We started out as a a depth chart site, really. It was yeah. because this is long before MLB depth charts even existed. Yeah, that was existed.
1: before uh, Jason Martinez started, started doing the um, MLB depth charts, uh, yeah. now roster resource.
0: And we were uh, really... Using our very basic knowledge of AT, HTML skills to make these depth charts on uh, Blogspot. You were using your basic HTML knowledge. Uh, I had zero. that was I, well. I put in the time. You didn't care, but right. Yeah, I, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, it, it looked pretty bad, and it, we kept it that way for a while, but because <laughs> you know we didn't care that much. We were too busy playing our leagues. But uh, he came along and we kind of scrapped the depth charts thing and tried to focus more on other little niches like uh, closers, closers and, and two-star two start pitchers. And yeah. one of our things that uh, we did was uh, giving you two starts a week in advance uh, yep. back before I had kids and I
1: couldn't put three four hours it? into it every weekend. Exactly.
0: Uh, but you know, hey, we have plans for the site now that you know my two kids are growing up and um, we have a little bit more experience running our leagues more efficiently. Um, a little you know, bit <laughs> we've been we've been friends for a long time well over half of our each other's lives some might say too long yeah um, I would uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's been over 20 years uh, we met in high school yep sophomore year uh, back in 99
1: yep um, I got transferred to your class uh, everybody at our school um, had their schedules Completely messed up. Every sophomore had it. I don't know what the issue was, but they put you in all the wrong classes. Then you had to spend an entire first day just myself re- included changing your yeah changing your schedules. And so I didn't even go to class the first day and yeah. went the second day and I showed up and Jake was this little fourteen year old scrawny kid uh, who didn't ninety have a partner. pounds. Yep, didn't have a partner in the biology class, and so uh, I partnered up with him and we got
0: uh, we got stuck together on a whim and, <laughs>
1: and we've been partners ever since. Yeah. That's, it
0: is kind of crazy how that happened and I know. We we weren't even, you know, inter- I I wasn't even interested in fantasy baseball at that time. David played a little bit. Yeah, I um, uh
1: I got my start probably when I was I want to say like 10 or something. I remember reading like in the Sporting News and I was actually just talking to uh one of my followers, uh Rob Wedig, um mentioned that he got his start in the Sporting News as well, like they used to have uh Some kind of salary game, uh, sort of similar to what we ended up playing later in CDM with Budget Baseball, um, where you basically have like a $60 million salary and you're trying to pick the best team that fits within those constraints. Yep. Um, And, uh, yeah, I've been playing for a while, and then I guess I introduced it to you at some point in high school. It was
0: probably the spring of 2000, I want to say, because... It was either 2000 or 2001. You, you got me playing budget baseball along with you. Okay, yeah. And
1: it was probably about 19 years for you, then. Yeah,
0: I've been hooked ever since. You know, I, I did that salary cap game for a few years until they changed it to be like a pay-to-do uh, pay moves kind of pay-per-transaction league. Right. Um, but, you know, I did some leagues on Sandbox and Yahoo, you know, and then we, Dave, uh, you know, jumped into the, to the deep end of the NFPC, and what year was it?
1: Yeah, I think it was... I want to say 2006? 2006, yeah. I yeah. was uh, a senior in college, and my dad had a condo in Chicago, and I had read about NFBC online somewhere, and I was at that point doing, like, CDM draft and plays at the time. And uh, I was like... I mean, it was expensive, and I didn't have any money. Um, but I was I had enough to, to do it, and I was like, you know what? This is something that I want to do. And uh, so... I decided to take the Megabus to Chicago and stay with my dad and, um, uh, did my first NFBC league that year, came in third somehow, uh, probably pretty lucky. It was, uh, it was definitely an interesting experience, but been hooked ever since. Um, it was, it was, it was hilarious because I was probably the youngest guy in the room by about 30 years, uh, maybe, maybe 20, but not the um, shortest, <laughs> no. Not the shortest, <laughs> but uh, definitely the youngest. And then, after that, I brought you uh, and Tony and a bunch of our other friends to Chicago the following year. And um, then you guys eventually got hooked as well. Uh, you didn't. You didn't do. It took a main me a event, few years. Yeah, yeah, you didn't do a main event for a couple of years. I but... was one. Well,
0: more than that, actually. I think 2013 was my first main 2013? event. So, okay. yeah, you know, I played. Uh, a couple years in Vegas with you, starting in 2011. My right. first, I did a slow draft in 2010, but
1: was 2010 or 2011 the first year we were in Vegas? Because I think we were in Chicago for two or three years, and then we went to Vegas.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, we went to Vegas two years before I did any live drafts. I want right. to say so. Oh nine, we okay. went to Vegas. Yeah. 2010, I did just an online slow draft, and and then I finally had the the cojones to do a. Uh, a couple 12-team live events in Vegas yep. in 2011. It yep. took me a while to get to that point. I was I was never that confident in my abilities, mainly because I didn't put the time into it that you did. Right. Um, and that probably is still an issue to this day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... When you win the uh, overall auction championship uh, like you did last year, uh, I guess you can't really question your methods mm, too much. Stop, I'm blushing. <laughs> um, yeah, right.
0: You know, and, and as, a, as a wonderful host that, that I am, I, you know, I, I, I hosted radio shows in college, you know, 15 years ago. I never Are mentioned you? your Twitter, Twitter handle, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, so I you mean, don't even know because we didn't go to the
1: same school. No, but. yeah, whatever. People know. Uh, it's at run D. McD. Yeah. Uh, It's like rundmc with a D after it. Um, yeah, less, do, do less you, than so days. you say
0: run D McD. That's the way I read it. But a lot of times people yeah. are saying D M C D. So it kind of throws me off.
1: Right. And you know, all the run DMC fans who yeah. uh, DM me all the time telling me that they really appreciate my music. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> they, well, I, I, know, I always just respond with thank you. Um,
0: <laughs> you always enjoy when they'll slide into the DMs.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to say? Uh, sorry, wrong run DMC D. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, We've been, you know, we're, we're, we are pretty highly successful, I'd say. You know, we, we've won our share of leagues. Yeah. Um, the goal is to eventually be the best. We but, put the you work know, you in. Have to, uh, consistency is what I, what I consider. You know, yeah. when you talk about guys like Steve Dupinka who uh, not, not only wins like, uh, I don't even know, a lot of leagues, but also like places in over half of his leagues. Like that's, there's a certain amount of luck when you're playing mm-hmm. against the best of the best uh, to, to actually win the league. But you know, generally, you want to aim for at least placing, you know, top top three, um, because you know, if you have that kind of consistency, that makes you one of the best.
0: Yeah, and in a twelve team, I think you want to be top two, right? You know, see, I don't play a lot of twelves anymore.
1: Yeah, we both don't really yeah. like the twelves so much anymore. Yeah, it's, we're fifteen uh, team. We're guys. definitely yeah, the deeper the better. We have more of an edge in the fifteen team league. So fifteen like team this. roto, of course.
0: Now, now, a lot of people, you know, right. a lot of people listening probably know what the NFPC is, but right. The majority of their leagues are rotisserie style, five x yep. five. They do five have some points. Rotisserie. They have the, the cut line is it's it's points, but it's kind of tailored more towards a, people with roto backgrounds that that uh, play that are just playing that. See, I've never played um, yeah.
1: like the cut line or anything. The of...
0: scoring is is tailored such that it kind of mimics a five x five a little bit more than a regular points league. It's not like you draft all the starting pitchers and you win. That's it's not right. that kind of league. Um, so, you know, run D McD. You don't use that as your team names?
1: Uh, no, yeah. So, less than Dave is uh, my team name. And, um, I mean, obviously, when I made the Twitter handle so long ago, I just, just I, I didn't really care. I just made it quickly. I was like, yeah, whatever, this is fine. Um, and then, you know, of course, later um, when I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll change it. But then I was like, well, I don't want to lose all my people that I follow and who follow me, so whatever, I'll just leave it go. Um, so, less than Dave, uh, the origins of that are just my favorite band and one of jake's favorite bands also is less than jake and uh you know i have such genius creativity that i uh, just changed jake to dave because dave's better than jake anyways right Ba-dum-psh.
0: um not by career earnings <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> oh the true measure it's a good one that's a good one yeah okay don't, did you have the one let let down you like waiting no, to use that one no no, you just, okay, that you, you, quick. you set me up for that one, thank I, you. I did, yeah. I pre- it's like we've been United doing this town. for a long time. I know, totally, yeah. Okay, so tell the people, because uh, people are going, what the hell is a dust mite? And well, that's a good question. I would cause... assume
0: they know what a dust mite is, but I, I mean, why the maybe, hell would I use the it as my team name? It? Yeah, because it's, it's diminutive, of course, and it's you wouldn't expect the dust mite to be, you know, somebody that's good at something, right? They're just annoying, but... um, <laughs> Uh, back when I was, oh, I don't know, 13, maybe, my dad went through his first of many midlife crises, and he <laughs> he went on a... It, it, we'd first gotten the internet. Your dad this is, a walking midlife yeah, mid- yeah, crisis. Yeah, and, yeah, especially when both of us worked with him, too, for a while. That <laughs> oh, God. Was, we, get, we're not going to tell nope, those stories. No, don't get into that. Um, no, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had first gotten the internet in our house, and he was just enamored with looking up news articles and stuff and printing them out for us to read and posting them around the house. Well, he went through kind of a neat freak phase, uh, so much so that he took the time to print out a ton of different articles about different types of dust mites and pictures of, you know, microscopic dust mites and and just posted them around the house. And, you know, we made fun of him constantly because it was really (laughs) annoying. And I, (laughs) you know, this is, you know, prepubescent me. You know, I put a blanket over me and I entertained my two younger sisters by crawling around on the floor mimicking a dust mite just to piss my dad <laughs> off. And it worked. and uh, That's you know,
1: shocking. Your dad is such a tolerant human yeah, being. Yeah,
0: it became my first, you know, AIM screen name, and I used it <laughs> in my first email, and... You know, it's it's now my, my teammate. Right. And and, now, we, and we are from Cleveland. Yeah, you know.
1: that's true. So you're the Cleveland Dust Mites. Yes, I suppose that's I mean, important for people to know. Yeah, we it's do we do distinction, not the Minneapolis <laughs> Dust Mites or We know.
0: come from this with a Cleveland perspective. Not that we're biased towards our Indians, but you
1: know No. If anything, uh we often see more faults in our in yeah. the players that we sure. uh evaluate. As so. as
0: with any uh, you know, Constantly I, I, I hear Brian Vogel downtrodden fan franchises.
1: Vogel listening to this is like, yeah, Dave, you're a homer. Yeah, All right, yeah.
0: I mean, you do love Shane Bieber more than.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. More than your own mother. That would have uh, that would have been the exact same argument I would have made. Rather he played for the Yankees or the Indians, and I hate the Yankees. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyways, <laughs> moving on from that, let's talk about the season a little bit here. So yeah, what, the MLB is people back. don't want
0: to hear about us, you know, and our our. You know, adolescence and everything? Oh yeah,
1: no, I I mean I think they've heard probably enough by okay. now, but um <laughs> yeah, so baseball's back. Hooray. We, we're yeah. I I'd, I'd gotten to the point where excited, I pretty right? much gave up on it, so I know it's good it, to have you it. You know, it's frustrating, but at the same time I'd rather have it than not. I yeah, mean, I know people for sure. jokingly say, you know, oh whatever, I can deal with not having baseball, but no. They're right. lying. Yeah, they are. I mean I'd be lying if I said it so they're I, the
0: first people watching it when it's opening day. July 24th or whenever they settle on it
1: yeah exactly but so um, what do we think about the the setup of the of the season and everything
0: I mean it's it's so the, we... the fact that we are you know everybody in their normal they're playing their teams in their normal divisions for 10 games mm-hmm. and then they are playing four games against the counterpart in the other league right and then also eight games against their quote unquote rival. Right. Um, so the Indians get the Reds, for example, for eight games. We no, get
1: six. Six? Oh. I think so. Yeah, might be. Um, Trevor Bauer, we get to see. I'll edit that games. out. Okay. <laughs> six
0: games, of course.
1: Yes. So we get to see Trevor Bauer for six games.
0: Good. Yeah. I hope he throws me a ball in right field.
1: I mean, maybe you never know when he's going to turn around and chuck one into the stand. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, I my takeaway is that we get to face the Pirate. Or yeah. We get to face the Tigers, Royals, and Pirates for 24 games out of 60. So, uh, you know, there's 24 wins right there.
0: Your your AL Central, non-Detroit, and uh, Kansas City pitchers are are looking pretty solid.
1: Yeah. um, The Twins and the White Sox are are also looking good. Um, And, uh, you know, so we're going to have the regular regular playoffs, same as always. And uh, it's going to be a 30-team roster that eventually whittles down to 26 players by the end of the first month and there's going to be a 30 player um taxi, taxi roster squad. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's is that co- did they say how that's comprised like in terms of can they choose whoever they want from their minor league system
0: i believe so but i don't i don't think they can rotate them in and out I, you know so
1: they have to choose 30 yeah that makes sense they choose 30 and that's what is they it, have is for it the 30 whole or 20 oh, i heard oh, it's 30 okay. i read somewhere
0: all, right. all all along i was operating under the assumption it was going to be 50 total but
1: oh okay Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be 60 and then go down to 56. But so, you know, playing time is, 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 uh, already in the shortened season, you know, playing time was already going to be a big deal. Now, uh, with the 30 team uh, taxi squad, it's going to be an even bigger deal. I think because now, you know, if someone struggles against lefties, you don't have like two or three options on the bench. You've got, like, 35 Six. options. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, not They bring 30, them up, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but you're going to have a whole lot of options. So, you know, guys who struggle against lefties, I don't think the leash is going to be very long and maybe non-existent even if they've right. historically struggled yeah. versus lefties. and there's
0: going to be a lot more platoons than we're used to seeing and, and teams that are notorious for them, for using them. Are cough, gonna, cough the Rays. Yeah, they're. I mean, I'm not touching anybody on that team Honestly, I don't
1: think I want to touch any Rays, period, between yeah. hitters or pitchers because, you know, another thing that we're going to get into is, uh, you know, starting pitchers. Some teams um, let their starting pitchers go uh, much longer and some teams take out their pitchers earlier and the Rays are notorious for that and yeah
0: when you have so many high or you know guys that could be used in high leverage relief situations they you, love they might as they, well.
1: yeah they love mixing and matching whether mm-hmm. it's um, whether it's their hitters or their pitchers or their closers they never or the, the sixth inning closer. guy
0: they don't they don't right. care they use them whenever they want yeah pretty so, much so what what teams uh, do you think, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, previous experience or looking at past seasons, uh, do you think are gonna we need to focus on to get maybe more innings than other teams?
1: Yeah, so starting pitching-wise, the teams uh, that I'm targeting pitchers from are the White Sox, uh, the Nationals, the Indians, the Diamondbacks, the Mets, and the Red Sox. Um, all of them have shown propensity to leave their starters in longer. Um and uh they're they don't really uh do that, you know, mixing and matching thing that the Rays do. And you know, some of the teams that like that I'm avoiding either because they have uh some teams are gonna go with the six man rotation, like I've heard that about Seattle mm-hmm. and the Angels too. Mm-hmm. Um, the giants are talking about, uh, doing like tandems. So they're going to have guys go like three Piggybacking innings or four. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Detroit did
0: at the end of last year for exactly. Hagen and Norris.
1: Yeah. They, they're going to, they're going to probably do some of that. I don't know if they're going to do that with Cueto. Maybe they're going to let him go, but everybody else in that rotation, I would be. Yeah. Like probably Ga- Gausman
0: just... is, you know, they, they have no reason to let him go six innings.
1: Yeah. 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 I, you know, I used to really be high on Gaussman, but, um, and even Smiley, I, I like to some degree. And, you know, these guys are going late enough that you can still take a shot on right. them, but I don't know how many wins you're going to get out in of that. In a 15, of course. Yes, in a 15. Yeah. We're always, uh, in general, speaking of 15 teams. We'll have to keep saying that. but Yeah, true. Um, other teams that, uh, you know, we mentioned the Rays, but then also the Brewers and the Yankees Ooh. are also teams that uh, do not leave their starters in um, super long. Now... I'm not saying don't take guys like Garrett Cole, but, um, you know, in general, I don't see the Yankees pushing their guys, and I know that the Brewers won't. The, the right. Brewers like to get to the, into their bullpen. Yeah,
0: and with the Yankees' bullpen, you know, the, why bother? The it's have, the same as the Rays' situation, other than the fact that they give Chapman the closer job no matter what. But Yeah,
1: which, I mean, it's it, it'll be interesting because last year they were trying to trade for Ken Giles. I wonder if they had gotten Giles, if they would have still kept – Chapman as a closer, I would guess yes, but, um, you know, if they bring in someone, I don't know why they would need to. They've already got <laughs> they... Britton and Canley and... Uh, Adovino. Yeah. they they got so many stud arms in that pen anyways, I don't really know why they need to bring in more. Um, but uh, also you got the Tigers and the A's are two other teams who generally uh, don't leave their starters in as long also. And then,
0: you know, a lot of those teams have in common the fact that they haven't really had good bull, bullpens the last couple of years either. True. True. Although and can, no, that really hasn't changed for me. You could say
1: the Tigers just really don't have any good pitchers, but
0: you don't like Joe Jimenez.
1: I do like Joe Jimenez. We can save that for a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, um, pretty much. I want to, I'm bump, I'm bumping up some of those, some of those teams that I expect more innings out of and bumping down the, the guys from teams that I'm expecting less out of. I just think that in a short season, the place that you're going to get your edge is getting more innings. And, uh, and thus probably more wins and more strikeouts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the thing with the, you know, the rate stats, the ERA and the whip is in a short season, it's due to so much more volatility. Um, it's really hard to, um, put a lot of stock into taking a starter early when you don't know what their ERA and whip is going to look like necessarily, um, especially with the NLDH, which is going to be another factor to, to take into account. You know, oh, yes. It's, it's not going to be – I think people are thinking, like, oh, yeah, it'll be a little bit worse. I think it's going to be a bigger effect than people are thinking.
0: I feel it's. like it's been beaten to death in terms of the offensive ramifications. But, you know, Rob yeah. Silver and others have, have brought it to light that, you know, the, these NL pitchers, we have to look at the fact that they've had to – they've gotten to face the pitcher for their whole career. Yeah. Or at least their career in the NL. And right. their strikeout rates are going to be massively affected, like Mike Soroka he brought up is one of the ones that – are really going to get hit by that?
1: I, I thought the same thing. I I mean, and don't get me wrong. I probably won't be drafting Soroka anywhere. But you know, a lot of people are saying like he's what twenty two years mm-hmm. old, twenty three. You know, like he's still plenty young enough where he could have more development in that in the, in his strikeout rate. Um, and that could very well be. This just probably won't be the year that I want right. to test test with that. that few amount of starts.
0: To, yeah, to progress.
1: He's just his ADP is inflated because of his super low ERA last year. And you know, I don't. I don't think he's going to do that again. Could he? Yes, but I would rather, you know, the one the most bankable stat every year, uh, hitters or or pitchers is strikeouts. So, pitchers with good strikeout rates are pretty well you can you can depend on that, and that's what I want to make sure I'm getting this year is uh, make sure I'm getting those strikeouts because I know I can bank that. Yeah,
0: that's been one of my deficiencies throughout pretty much my whole fantasy career. Is you know I focus a lot on those ratios, as and opposed those are, to the case. And those are
1: really important. The problem is. We don't have a whole year for things to yes. even out. you, you look can't at, make those up. You look at Garrett Cole two months in last year, he was at a 4.11 ERA. You know, it's like, uh, do I think that he's going to do that again this year? No, not necessarily. But the point is any any ace could do that for a half a season or not even a half a season. And uh, what?
0: DeGrom was almost a, a 5 a ERA through a month and a half
1: last year. Yeah. That's another yeah. example. I mean, it's just... You. That's why I don't want to. Because those ratios are so important, I don't want to depend on that early on. I want to get those five category hitters. You know, pitchers are already at a at a disadvantage against hitters to begin with because a starting pitcher can't give you saves in general. uh, So they only provide four category help, whereas hitters can provide five category help. Um, And I still think that you can target. You know, for strikeouts, um, you can target guys. You know, later later on you don't need to get an ace to do that so i mean i'm not saying don't draft an ace i'm just saying i'm not going with the starting pitching heavy approach early on in the the first
0: two rounds or so
1: yeah uh i mean i might even well bieber's there so you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh it's more about the value of things of like if i think that bieber is a much better pick in the second than say you know um morton is in the third or whatever because the thing is in NFBC, guys get pushed. Right. Starting especially, pitchers in main, go, especially in the main, especially in this wild west. In the Maine, live main event, starting pitchers always go between around and around and a half higher than where they are in ADP mm-hmm. going in. So, and we're we're very familiar with that. Yes. <laughs> that's
0: a that's a good segue into just what the NFBC has done. Oh yeah. Today. Yeah. You know, over the last 24 hours, and this is Thursday, of course. I should have mentioned that. I don't know if I did. Uh, Technically,
1: Thursday, it's 11:15, so it's almost Yeah, it's almost Thursday, prior.
0: June 25th, uh, the NFPC, uh, Greg Imbrosius and Tom Kesnick and Derek Butcher uh, announced that they were officially uh, refunding all FAB-based leagues. That includes the online championship, the main event. That hadn't happened yet, but um, what else? The Cutline championship, all the satellite leagues, that, and all the online auction championships, which made me shed a tear, but... Um, you like you, your team did, a bit there? I like that auction team. You yeah. know, It was projected to finish dead last by a mile, and yeah, no, I, I really that's enjoyed that. that's a good team right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, those Thank projections
1: you. are super accurate. I mean,
0: yeah. Fantasy Pros projections are <laughs> the gold standard, of course. <laughs> as as we know from my main event finish last year where I was projected to finish, I think, ninth in my league. All right, what, so there's one place. Or not, that we're uh, not the auction gonna, championship. I mean.
1: there, there's one company we're not going to get a sponsorship from. <laughs> All right, continue.
0: <laughs> that's fine. I'm not writing for them. Um what Was I gonna say? The only thing that was kept were the draft champions leagues, which right. at least I have two of those, and those are still around. But uh, so all those were refunded. Uh, there's a lot of money in a lot of accounts, and it's already being spent because the the main event, the main event sprint, I think, or the sprint main event. I don't remember which order it is, but uh, that opened up for signups this afternoon, and as of recording, there's already about you know 145 signups, something like that. Yep. Out and our of five, ten. Phil
1: so is number one. Phil
0: Dissot was right in there at the bell. Yep. With his four pack of main event sprints, um, what are you, what are you gonna do, Dave? Are you gonna be in the main event this year, yeah, Mister Tenth I mean, Overall Main Event Finisher yeah, last year? Yeah. So
1: Tony and I, uh, Tony DiVincenzo. Yep, Tony DiVincenzo, our uh, one of our best friends, who is uh, also drafts um, our teams with us. So he was my partner last year in the main event when we finished tenth, and um, he's he's co-managed or not co-managed, but he's helped us draft teams before, even when he wasn't in it. But he's He's also won leagues himself and everything in NFBC, but he's he's been uh, still perpetually dipping his toe in the water for the last decade or so. Yeah, I was slow and he was <laughs> snail-like. The thing is, like he he thinks like he's not I don't know good enough. Like he has more money than both of us easily, and uh, he's still not doing. I don't know why. Maybe he can't convince his wife. That's I don't know. But regardless, he should uh, he should probably do we'll, it. We'll hang out of that for, for yeah. later too. Oh yeah, we we we've got stuff for that. That's a, that's for another episode, <laughs> but. Uh, anyway, so Tony DiVincenzo and I were talking, um, and that's uh, also Spectre. Spectre 14. 14? Okay, yeah. I do not remember the numbers. but
0: S-P-E-C-T-R-E 14. Yes. Um, Very memorable.
1: So we are going to, I think, roll over because uh, we were signed up for the main event, and we're going to probably roll that over. Um, I don't know if we're going to do... Was there? There's a discount for two teams or something? Yeah.
0: Well, there's a fifty dollar discount for two, and the the, the price point is it was changed. What's the price? Point? It is twelve hundred. dollars So it's normally okay. seventeen hundred. Right. Pay top three. Right. Um, this year it is, or, or the, now with this new setup, it's going to be twelve hundred. Still pay top three. The overall grand prize is a a hundred thousand dollars, as opposed to a hundred fifty. But you know, with the lowered price point, that's what you can expect. Right. And you know, kudos to to the NFPC guys for, for Having the stones to, you know, trust their backers to to join this contest and and still guarantee a hundred grand main event prize, yep, you know, that's with why, in this in this Wild West. That's why of they're the best in the business. Baseball. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, they 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 cater uh, these events to the fan base. They know that without you know well, to the customer base. Customer base, yeah. yeah. Uh, they know that without the customers, they you know don't have a business so they do a great job of doing whatever they can to uh, make things make it the best possible experience for everyone and i know that some people drafted teams that they loved and you know they're gonna be upset by this but i think it's the right move um i mean like like they said a 60 game season compared to a normal season is paltry and it's it's Completely understandable that so many people would not want to right. play that, and
0: it's it's not like they took this decision lightly. They had no. well over three months to think about it. Uh, they had to field all kinds of crazy questions and constant doubts from customers, Twitter followers, what have you. And there there were some some voracious ones out there that they they handled with some some aplomb. I'll, I'll
1: give them kudos for that as well. Um, but You're they, getting a live look at Jake's uh, vocabulary here. This uh, this is not him like trying to do this. This is actually I'm how not, he talks. I, yeah. he, he's always insufferable. Like, go ahead. You, I,
0: my high school vocabulary books are were very valuable to me.
1: Yeah, I think I see one open uh, in front of you. Uh, right. It's framed. Yeah. Yeah,
0: right next to my auction championship check. <laughs> oh God. How that that was gonna, for uh, how long are you gonna be able so. to play that card? <laughs> I'll keep it in the background as long as I uh-huh. want. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Phil was asking. They can't that. take my money away.
1: Phil was asking that on Twitter. He said, uh, "Is this going to be a video so we can see Jake's big check in the background?" And he spelled check like a Frenchman from Canada. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's pronounced U- Shekwa. Chiqua. Yeah. Okay. Lake, I think Lake Shiniqua. Chiqua. Chatequa.
0: Chateque. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that was. What were we talking about? I don't
1: remember at this point.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So you said you're going to do the main. Yeah, I was so signed Luke, up for two. I was gonna say, what are you doing? I was signed up for two. You know, until I saw the setup, I I thought there's no way I'm gonna do more than one, and now that I see just you know how how well thought out it is and how they lowered the price point, but still are guaranteeing a really nice grand prize, I you know. And and my money came back to me, so you know I feel like it's already been spent. So why not? <laughs> he doesn't want to show his wife. Why not? Uh, that, just, that the uh, money is back. Why not just put it back into some more leagues? You know, <laughs> they're not having the uh, the online championship this year, so I can't spend money on that. So oh, they're not. No, no. Well, those oh. have to be live. So the the big overall online championship, not the. the live. I, I'm sorry. The auction. I, I keep doing oh, that. Oh, okay. The auction championship. So you know, the, I got that money back. So okay. I might as well put it into something else. Uh, so, you know, I'm debating between two and three right now. I'm going to do two, I think. Okay. Um, you I might still, do three.
1: You can still do like an auction online, right?
0: I think they're going to do the like online auction thing again. I, I don't think they're going to do the online auction championship, but they will do online auctions. I, I don't know if I – I don't know. I mean, I, I prepared for auctions so much this year that I feel like maybe I shouldn't let it go to waste. But You prepared? Um, you know, When you're not around.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean I you always Only love, so you can't verify. You love to it. Fly so by the five by i I'll say I'll pants. say I'll say that I prepared and you, yeah. you have to take it. Yeah, I don't think I believe you, but um well,
0: okay. That's fine. That's pretty normal. Yeah. Um but you know, I'll do two. I might do three. There are discounts for two, three, and four. Okay. Um, Fifty so dollar discount for two. Okay. Hundred dollar discount for three, two hundred discount for four. So Ooh. that's why Phil jumped in head first.
1: Yeah. Canadian. Do they do they take uh, Canadian dollars there though? Uh, just was Okay, just cheques. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, we touched on pitchers a bit. Um, let's and, go to hitters. Uh, yeah, let's go to hitters a little bit. So in a short season, um, what what matters a lot for me uh, more than the average season, where guys can move around in the lineup and everything, in sixty games, you know, a guy starts as the ninth hitter may never move up. And by the time he does, it might not even be relevant anymore. So right. I am putting a whole lot into where guys are hitting in lineups. I
0: feel like I normally do that, but even more so this year, it's going to be yeah. at the forefront of everything I do.
1: And a good way to do that is, uh, you know, you might hear some people say like spring training stats and stuff and spring training doesn't matter, but it does for some things. Managers hit guys in the order where they want to hit them in the regular season for the vast majority of the time. Um, you want to look at the lineups though, um, and make sure that everybody's in the lineup because Mm -hmm. like, sometimes you might see a guy hitting cleanup when there's a bunch of bench players in, you know, so it doesn't really mean anything. But when you see like everybody in the lineup and your guys hitting cleanup, that's probably a pretty good indication that he's going to be hitting there in the regular season. So, um, I definitely urge you guys to look at, uh, what I do is I look at the last like 10 games of spring training and. Well, now we're going to have more data with uh, summer training, as I'm calling it.
0: There's not going to be a lot of games, though, I feel like. Uh, I think I read that they're only going to be allowed to have three games in this summer training. Maybe I'm overstepping. They're allowed to schedule three games with other teams that are very close to them. So I think this is going to be a lot of, yeah. I th- if, Is this know,
1: like a lot of inner team playing? I
0: think it's going to be a lot of inner squad stuff. Oh wow! So it's going to be a, a very different. They they don't want to have a lot of travel. I mean, no, it totally makes sense. Yeah. and I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, but. so we're not. We're okay. probably not going to have that many lineups to look at.
1: I really hope that they still put that information out, like with lineups and you know, stats for. Uh, I feel
0: like the teams will just because the appetite will be there for it.
1: I hope so. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of already have a pretty good idea of where players are hitting. Right. in their Right, we, we should you I've... know
0: we've been looking at roster research, and not not you know we love Jason Martinez and what he does. We we put our own uh, you know research into it as well. Does, we, yeah, it's it's um, a lot of
1: guesswork. It's a lot of good guesswork, but you wanna you wanna do your own research when it comes to to lineups yeah. for 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 sure. It's um, hard to do that
0: stuff without any it is definitive it is yeah.
1: You really have to look into it yourself though because. Um, what I see on roster re- resource, uh, as good as it is for in-season, um, it's it's not incredibly accurate for draft prep. So um, I, I definitely say you should look into it yourself. Um, so, yeah, lineup slot matters a lot. And, uh, you know, another big thing is... Um,
0: don't draft the Rays.
1: Yeah, don't draft the Rays. Um, I don't think there's anybody I want to draft from the Rays hitting-wise because I, I, I think they're all going to be... Bench you like, think Meadows is going to get benched think, a decent amount? I think amount. even Meadows is going to be not, – not a lot. but is like, that's another one. Maybe like once a played week. Played a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying don't take Meadows. I just – I would probably bump him down slightly compared mm-hmm. to other guys. Like, yeah. I just don't think that they're going to keep him in the lineup. I feel like
0: day. that's a guy that could fall in the main event a little more than we'd expect. Probably because pitchers go higher, so. yeah. and pitchers fall. go up, somebody's got to fall. be a
1: guy. Um, there are, he has a lot of fans, though. A lot of people yeah. are – they're expecting him to run. Well, more. you had him
0: on your main event team last year.
1: I did, but I didn't have to draft him in the third round. hmm Right. So yeah, that's, it's tough. Yeah. Especially
0: with his health issues, which are well documented.
1: A lot of people actually don't know that. So well, he, maybe so they're not Austin Meadows has uh, had an incredibly lengthy injury history dating back to I think high school, college, uh, in the minors. So a lot of people don't know that because he he hasn't had too much in the majors and he was a pirates
0: prospect so he wasn't at the forefront of everybody's prospect list no or, you know or...
1: no yeah i mean more yeah probably not if he was a yankee everyone sorry would pirates fans you know <laughs> yeah half of my friends pretty much yeah <laughs> no i'm just kidding no one's a Pirates fan.
0: well you but... went to john carroll it's probably more pittsburgh guys and girls than there are but they're Cleveland not pirates there. fans they're steelers fans yeah. but they're
1: not pirates fans only my roommate was a pirates fan uh everybody else i know from pittsburgh is like wait we have we have a baseball team? <laughs> yeah.
0: And a beautiful stadium, too.
1: It is a nice stadium with yeah. a nice backdrop Gorgeous. there. But, a uh, city
0: that knows how to use its waterfront, unlike Cleveland.
1: Yeah, seriously. We are horrendous on that.
0: We, we have a giant mural of whales that don't live in Lake Erie. <laughs> <laughs> we're a very smart city.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, not not the most beautiful city, but uh, we still love it. It has its, it has its charms. <laughs> we, it's,
0: it's like the people that were Cubs fans for
1: 100 years. Exactly,
0: yeah, lovable losers. That's us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, 2016 changed that yeah, a little bit. Well, thank God. Thank you, Cavs.
0: Yeah, we can. It's. It's. Yeah, we'll hold on to that one for at least 25 years.
1: So the Rays are the biggest. Are the biggest issue. Uh, I'll. I'll definitely be assuming most of those guys are not going to get a full complement of. Of at bats. So. Uh, and and this year is the year that I think that, that could be uh, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a full season, I'm not as worried, but I'm definitely more worried now. Um,
0: in, a, in an N F C style league that you can switch hitters out on Fridays, it's it's not as bad as it could be but in a normal in lineup, weekly lineup. But Friday doesn't mean he's right. going to
1: be, yeah. you, you know, d- in there Saturday, Sunday, too. True.
0: And a lot of these, these teams are not going to be, you know, letting their starters go six, seven innings. So, right. you know, they might not even, you know, do the normal type of platoon stuff that you for expect. me
1: unless unless an incredible value falls from the Rays, i'll probably just be passing yeah um, and then other teams like the rockies and the reds are lesser i'm not as concerned as i am with the Rays, but uh i do think that i think some people are thinking that hampson with the dh is going to get full time at bats i'm not there are a lot of guys all. there man there are
0: both those teams yeah especially in the outfield
1: yeah, and uh, I think they plan to pl- play McMahon um, mostly at second, but also at first base a little bit. Um with got uh, Daniel Murphy in there. Yeah, right, Daniel Murphy. And Murphy's probably going to see some DH at-bats, but they've got... Corpse
0: of Ian Desmond floating around.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I have no idea how that guy is still getting... He's making a lot of money. To, uh, yeah, that's true. Good on him. Yeah. But, yeah, so in general, um, I'm, I'm not willing to pay any kind of premium for Rockies. Uh, Reds, the outfield, is, is definitely um crowded. Platoon sitting too. I think uh yeah. And I don't think Aquino's gonna see much playing time for everything from everything I've read. And um like Senzel is another guy who I'm fading, not just because he's a huge injury risk at all times, but I don't think they're gonna play him close to every day. I think he could be just a maybe platoon guy, maybe even part time. I you know it's just one of those things where if a guy's playing time is not secure, I'm not really looking to take that risk this year um you know in the long season where they can eventually take over full-time at bats you know sure i I might want to take a shot on upside but i'd rather look elsewhere this year yeah
0: i hear that yeah there's plus you we also have to take into account that with the dh and the nl there there are going to be a few more draftable guys so it, it should be a little bit easier to there are find a couple more
1: gems in those later rounds there are yeah generally um in NFBC, anyhow, by the time you get to like round 23 ish, you know, there's still tons of uh pitchers that I, I would right. like to uh put on, you know, maybe not as every start guys, but guys who you can at least stream, um, but who you still like. Um, but when it comes to hitters, there's not a ton towards the end of the draft, especially that with like.
0: guaranteed playing time and good lineup spots,
1: exactly, exactly. Like, you're gonna have um, I mean, like guys like uh. Howie Kendrick, I really like late, um, because I think this year with the DH, I think he can see some time not only at first base uh, and second base, but also some time at DH as well. Um, right. But there's just not a lot going that late. Whereas like pitchers, you know, you can still get like you know, Pablo Lopez, Corbin Burns, Spencer Turnbull, Austin Voth, Justice Sheffield, Yusei Kikuchi, um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, pretty good targets late in in pitchers. So that's why I generally want to have. My, my, uh, all my hitters' positions filled by that point,
0: right? And we're just kind of taking, you know, especially with the offensive guys, you're taking shots on upside at that point, right? And you, you, that's something that you have to be really prepared for in these 15 teams, especially main events, where the, the, the the last, uh, the last few rounds, you're going to use probably a couple of those guys pitching wise for a decent while, you know. So, you want to be prepared to have a couple of those guys that you really like back there that that you want to put on your team and hopefully get a few starts out of but and, but in this year, you know the things are so much in flux that that might not apply as much you're, yeah you're you're going to be willing to churn a little bit more this year or at least you'll have
1: to be and one of the things that I've said that I've learned in in uh in recent years is you you want your round twenty to thirty those last ten picks. The hit rate ends up being so low on those guys, you want to take shots on upside. Like take shots on the Corbin Burns and the Freddy Peraltas and the, you know, uh, Franchi Corderos and stuff like that. Because, you know, if you hit on one of those guys, it could be a huge thing. You know, I was talking about how Modica took, um, Matt Modica, uh, fellow NFBC veteran, took um, Tatis, uh, I think, in around like 20 last year. Uh, in our Super League, and, you know, he ended up getting first-round production out of a guy who, you know, we didn't even know if he was going to be on a roster. But those are the kind of things you want to do. Don't take, like, a guy who you know at best he's going to be, like, a guy you throw in when you need someone to come on, like, you know, an Evan Longoria or something like that, you know. And you'll do your
0: best to avoid those guys in your lineup anyway. Right. What's the point of having them?
1: Exactly. Take shots on guys. You can always, you know, pick someone up if you need to. So, um Let's move on to closers then. Okay. Um So we
0: were we were touching upon how we're going to want to be really apt to churn this year, especially the back end of that roster and your bench slots, your seven bench slots in the NFPC. Are you are you looking to uh, draft closers early, late? You know, draft a lot of spec guys. You know, everybody has their theories on closers in this shortened season. Right. So you're you're the closer guy for Rotosaurus. What do you think?
1: Yeah. So. Uh, this year, you know, normally if you see a situation where a guy has the job, but it's, it seems kind of tenuous, like he could lose it at any time, you know, you want to put some spec guys, maybe one or two on your, on your team to see if they take it over in the first month or so. This is not the time to do that, obviously, because, um, pretty much the guys starting with the job are, I mean, they don't have a whole lot of time to lose the job. You know I mean? Job security is the most important thing for a closer, in a normal year for this year it's magnified tenfold I'd say um so definitely not looking to do any uh to draft any spec guys other than guys who I think could start outright with the job um and uh Phil DeSalle always always hates when I say this but Trevor Rosenthal is for me that guy who's who could very easily start with the job over Ian Kennedy and I know people who are like oh well Ian Kennedy did so well last year why would they give the job to Rosenthal well Mike Matheny, the new Royals manager, was uh, Rosenthal's manager in St. Louis when Rosenthal was closing there. And, uh, you know, he knows what Rosenthal can do, and he looked really good this spring. Uh, Velocity was way up. Everyone was talking about how good he was doing. I just don't think that they really – I mean, Kennedy wasn't really entrenched in the role. Like, he closed well for a year, but if they have another guy who's better suited for the role – I don't see why they would have any hesitation giving it to him. Um, I have the same thought about Boxberger in, uh, Miami and, uh, Karen shack for the Indians. If, uh, if hand is indeed not healthy, as we suspect, I think they could, uh, turn to him pretty quickly if, if they need to. Um, so the other, the other thing that I, you know, other than drafting high security closers, um, Don't worry about spec guys other than the guys who you think could take it over right away. Uh, I also tell people, make sure you're getting good closers because this is not going to be the year that you want to have to fab uh, a closer. So if you're in a league that's, you know, where you can still use the waiver wire, it won't be as bad. But in leagues where you have to use your fab budget... I think closers could go for upwards of $500. Those first
0: couple weeks especially there's oh, yeah. going to be if there's one or two blowups from a guy <laughs> the, the mad rush for those clas- closers is going to be insane.
1: And think about if like if nobody even loses the job for like 3 4 weeks, I mean, it's going to be insane when the first guy comes available because right. everybody's going to need someone. Yep. And it's going to be bad. Yeah. And uh it's just not it saves as if in a league with an overall like the NFBC where, you know, you're competing for an overall prize so you cannot Uh, completely fade a category you need to make sure you get your saves Um, so make sure you draft guys with high security and uh, you know for instance a guy like Josh Hader uh, is someone that I'm actually kind of avoiding because I think that as good as he's going to be and he's going to probably come in for a couple innings a game they could use him pretty close to every other game and he still wouldn't be necessarily overworked you know they're going to ride him but that's the thing. I think they want to use him as a fireman. I think they want to bring him in the 6th inning and in the 7th inning when they want to keep the game close. I don't think they want to use him as their closer because he's so much more versatile in that fireman role where they can just throw him in anywhere. I think they're going to want to give the job to Kniebel assuming he's healthy. So. Right. Um,
0: and it's hard to draft a fireman in the 5th or 6th round.
1: Yeah, and I mean he's the first closer off the board and in my closer ranks I have him at 17 because of the fact that I don't think he's going to get those saves. Now... If you want a draft hater saying, "Well, he's going to give me some wins, maybe some saves, and some great ratios and strikeouts," I mean, that's fine. But I would still plan on drafting two more closers. Yeah, if you're gonna, at least if you're going to if you're going to have that approach,
0: the other closers you get are not going to be, you know, they're probably not going to be <clears throat> the high-end guys that you can really count on. Right. So you're you're probably going to end up with at least one guy that's going to lose the job. And even if you draft intelligently, it's 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 tough to to hit on all those closers you know the the guy who won the main event last year abdul madani he he both of his closers busted one from one from health and one from performance i believe and yeah. and you you can recover from that but it's you have to allocate so many fab dollars to do that you don't want to be in that boat no
1: you do not you you're going to need those fab dollars uh to cuz you're going to need to pick up guys you're not going to be able to wait this year you know someone shows you something you know, you, you can you don't have time to be like, well, let's see if he has a good week next week cuz people are going to pick him up right away. You're mm-hmm. going to have to act quickly because if you fall behind, you're not going to be able to catch up this yeah, year.
0: Especially in 15 leagues, those impact bats, teamers, yeah. Those impact bats on on the waiver wire are so hard to come by. Oh yeah. That in this in a season like this, you're going to you're going to need the money to get at least one of those splash guys.
1: Yeah, so another guy that I that uh kind of like hater that I'm concerned about, like Nick Anderson. Um I is the best pitcher in that pen. I think they're going to want to use him all over the place too. I don't. I don't see them just keeping him as the closer when they have other guys who can close. Um, and uh, yeah, when it comes to job security, you just it's not something you want to skimp on with your closer. That's what you where you want to uh, make sure you're not short. Um,
0: yeah, I mean we don't have any definitive proof that he is even the closer. I mean right. they they traded their closer last year. He was never their closer. Emilio Pagan was their closer for a, a decent point of time. Their and
1: their beat writer Mark Topkin said that he thinks he expects him to get the bulk of the saves, but it says nothing. How can about he know? Yeah, I mean, we have you know, no... he's
0: he's plugged in, but you can only be so plugged in right. to the team like the Rays. Cuz right. Kevin Cash does what Kevin Cash wants.
1: That's very true. That's very true. He
0: does not care about your fantasy team.
1: Yeah, the Rays are uh frustrating on pretty much all sides. Yeah. So yeah, those are um, generally what what I'm and you can find my, my closer rankings and I, I uh, you know give some uh, I break down the different risks for each closer on rotosource.com. So you can uh, check that out if you want more information on where I stand on closers specifically. but uh, as a whole that's kind of how I'm approaching. So <clears throat> in terms of drafting cl- closers early or late, I'm just looking for the right values at the right times. And uh, I generally like to have one closer pretty early so that that way when there's a closer run, I don't need two now. I just need to wait and then take my second guy. You know what I mean? So I might want to take one somewhat early, um, not Josh Hader early, but maybe, you know, Osuna or Yates possibly, or maybe like Kenley Jansen, something in that that range. And then kind of see where the other closers are falling and then grab – another one where i'm seeing value right. um and i was having this discussion with phil Dassault and he was saying how he was thinking he might draft three closers this year because he does not want to be caught on the short end of of saves and uh it's actually a good point because he was saying you know if you look at the difference between drafting a closer here and drafting a starter you know you're going to have a lot more value on starting pitching later in the draft whereas there's not going to be any closers right available later so or it's
0: a guy that you're gonna have to wait two three weeks for and he he probably won't even get the job.
1: Exactly. Now you don't have to draft like three high end closers. You can take like two solid guys and then maybe like a guy like later like Melanson or uh maybe even Wade Davis as scary as that is. But the guy has a lot of job security. Well
0: his supposedly he tried
1: so hard to lose it last year. Supposedly in his contract though he
0: has a vesting option for finishing over a full season thirty games. Finishing. But this it's gonna be prorated to what, ten?
1: I have no idea. So that's
0: that's tough. You know, that's like a $15 million vesting option. Are they going to want him to earn that?
1: I Well, but if that's the truth, if they didn't want him to, why wouldn't they just start with Oberg as the closer? Also true. So, I mean, you know, Bud Black has just shown so much faith in Davis that I think that they're looking for every reason to – I mean, he
0: was horrendous job. last year, and he's oh, still he on the team. Yeah, I mean, they, well,
1: they just kept giving him the job back, too. Yeah. It's like, okay, you had like three good games. Let's give him the job back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, I'm not – advocating drafting Wade Davis but, but as, your third as your guy, third it's, guy yeah. it's like okay you can take a shot right um you know I'd, I'd much prefer a guy like Joe Jimenez but uh you know who's I mean,
0: going earlier and earlier so right I have a feeling he's getting yeah. pushed up even more
1: yeah and uh you know in the in the shortened season why not it's not like there's going to be some huge saves gaps there could be so.
0: another thing I mean this main event we don't know what's going to happen it could be all the closers could go in you know two three rounds for we, sure. we don't know what's going to I mean every everybody is thinking about not wanting to have to spend money on closers I at least you'd speculate that I would so, say so yeah, yeah. I mean cuz it's been talked about so much
1: it has been but you know I still see people kind of with uh, some shaky closer situations and I'm like ooh yeah. there's
0: still some YOLO teams that that are <laughs> they they love the allure of all those low average power guys in the in the mid rounds and yeah know.
1: so uh I I kind of like the term YOLO teams because it's like the people who So a lot of people who aren't familiar with, uh, or who haven't done the main event before, they come in and they're like, "Well, to win an overall, you have to take all these crazy risks and everything, and then it's a shortened season on top of that." And if you hit on
0: all those guys, yeah.
1: And if I just, you know, if I pair Mondesi with uh, Stanton, you know, I can get 60 homers and 60 steals, you know, prorated, of course. But you know, that approach hardly ever works. And you know, it's these people see the upside; they don't really look at the downside, you know. And there's think, a reason
0: that a lot of guys have a consistent, you know, towards the top finish in the main event. It's not because right. they're doing that every year. Right.
1: I remember when Scott Genstad, um, I forget someone said like when he won, he never won the third. Old ball, I right? think he got third. He got third. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, "I looked at your team and it was like the most boring team I've ever <laughs> seen in my life." And it's like, "Okay, I'm not saying to draft boring players here, guys. I'm just saying don't take ridiculous risks especially early in the draft." just because right. you think that, like, you have to have that YOLO approach because of there's an overall. It's about making less mistakes than your competition, and I think that's where I'm going to have my biggest edge this year and is that I'm going to be able to take advantage of the people who are going to be throwing on guys like Stanton and Gallo with a guy like Mondesi, and they're going to try to hit those, those big upsides. But these are all guys who are prone to long periods of droughts right. uh, with their low contact rate and injury risks, and, I mean – yeah, low, low average. They, they
0: check a lot of those negative boxes. That
1: they do, and it's like people always are blinded by the the big upside home run numbers, and it's, they
0: don't. Really... It's sexy to to hit on those guys, but
1: it is. But I would rather hit on those guys like with late picks, like right. you know, give me a Franchi Cordero in the 28th round who can go off, and maybe that could be the difference. I don't. When I'm talking about building my team in any season, shortened or otherwise, I want those guys who. I want upside, but I also want production, and I want guys who I know I'm feeling are going to give me solid production. They're right. going to be hitting good spot in the lineup. You know they're healthy, um, productive. You know just guys who are don't have a lot of risks. Their contact rate is above seventy percent. You know stuff like that.
0: Getting as close to guaranteed production is key this year because it is really. I mean, the chances of you know three guys in the top ten that you take with massive injury risk or batting average risk or whatever, all of them hitting. What are the odds of that? 3%? I mean, and then you have to hit bad. on all, you know, a major portion of your other picks as well.
1: And I also see people like going back and cherry picking like like 60 game stretches yeah. that guys had over the last couple of years like this has no predictive value right. whatsoever and you it's, know It could happen, but It could happen, but like just because they've done it in the past doesn't mean that they're any more likely to do it now. You know, like even a guy like Jose Ramirez who had very definitive, you know, good first half, bad second half, bad first half, good second half.
0: There was tangible change there for a lot of that.
1: Sure, but like I'm not I'm not saying that he's more prone to volatility because of that this year. Like I'm not I'm not looking at those those random samples and saying okay, well this guy's more likely to be have a I can be more likely to get that peak on this. Guy he's not he's guys.
0: not a guy with major contact issues or something like no, that. I mean, no, no, no. He just had an issue with all of a sudden you know not pulling his fly balls anymore or something like that. And right.
1: He, so, yeah, pretty much with hitters, um, I want to avoid the low contact rate guys. Um, and if, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm, I'm very in favor of getting your steals early in the rounds where you're getting complete hitters. So you're getting those five category uh, production guys, you know, who can not only give you homers but also steals as well because I don't want to draft the guys like Malik Smith and Gerard Dyson and stuff like that because the difference with those guys when you have those in the lineup they're like power sinks you know you're you're lowering your your homers your rbi and your average all in one shot and all because you wanted to take those home run only guys early and it's just it's silly you want guys who can give you every something in every category and also when you have an injury now you don't have to replace like if if you've got malik smith that you're depending on for half your steals and he gets injured you're screwed if i lose one of my guys who gives me some steals okay, I'm losing some steals, but I can replace that. Mm-hmm. I can't replace those guys. Uh, You know, when you're going to those extremes, you know, like your Gallows and your Stantons for homers and then your Mondeses or your Malik-Smiths for steals.
0: Yeah, long story short, we are all about risk risk assessment here. We are. Injury risk, performance risk. I mean, that's, you know, we, we've been at this for a good while now, and, and it's something that's worked for us. So we want to convey that to you and hope that we can – you know, get you to think about things a little bit differently.
1: Yeah, and uh, not just looking at the upside, but also the downside as well.
0: It it is very exciting to dream and hope on these guys all hitting, but the likelihood of it is so minuscule. You know, I I didn't do this when when I won the auction championship last year. I didn't I didn't take guys like that. You know, it was um, a lot a lot of safe guys in the beginning. You know, my my starting pitching didn't didn't work out the best, but <laughs> you know, Clevenger was one of my. You know, looking at it from this year's perspective, your ace being Clevenger is a good thing. Last year it was not, right? But and then he got hurt, and but he came back and he was excellent. But um, you know, that was the way the auction played out. I had a lot, a lot of other safe guys like, like Story, um, you know. And then I and I I did hit on a few late guys, but that's when I took my shots. You know, I got my two dollar Matt Boyd. You know, I got my $9 Raphael Devers. for a half a year. Anyway. Yeah, you know, I got I got a half a year out of him, and then I sat him on my bench the rest of the time pretty much. But $9 Raphael Devers, who was a, oh, yeah. you know, that was a risk to take. That was a, a mid-round pick with a high pedigree that but had some post-hype. But like uh, you said, mid-round pick. Right. Like
1: That's where you take your, yep. you know, after your first 10 picks. And I'm not saying, like, you know, if you have good reason to think that a guy's going to have a big year, you can take him in the first 10 rounds. Like, I took Juan Soto in the third last year, and, you know, there was, he was, the thing is he was safe. Like he was a high contact rate, great plate approach, uh, elite prospects, you know, everything he had shown was great. And he was so young that you knew that there was so much upside still there. So like, that's a safe, but also upside pick, you know, that's what you want to go for. Right. You don't want to go for the guys who, if they have a prolonged slump in the 60 game stretch, they're pretty much useless this year. Those are the guys that I'm trying to avoid. Right, and you're dead in the water pretty much. Exactly, especially when you're using an early pick on them. If you want to take yeah. those guys, you know, like I was saying before, Francie Cordero, something like that. You take him in the 28th round. Yeah, he's got contact issues, but okay, you know, you can jettison him if he's not good.
0: Right, there's gonna be bats. They'll will be fewer and far farther between than the pitchers, but you know, you can replace that. But if right. your your first, fourth, and seventh picks all bomb out because of those performance risks, right. then what are you gonna do? You, you've used so much draft capital on them that you're pretty much screwed at that point.
1: Recovery is very difficult. Right. It's Not impossible. Yeah. but In a short season a, like this, it could be impossible actually yeah. in a short season unless you hit on everything. Because you
0: in theory, I mean, you're playing those guys for four, five, six weeks before you get to the point where you're even comfortable dropping them, and then then you're really sunk.
1: Yeah. So that's another thing. What um what kind of time frame are you looking Man. at if a guy's slumping? You know, like what if, is, uh, is it? Is
0: it twelve weeks? I don't I don't remember the exact. Uh, uh, it's three months roughly, because it's going to September 27th, so maybe thirteen weeks.
1: Is it twenty-fourth? No, it's, oh, it's July twenty-fourth to the and... end of September. So I. Oh, what am I just, talking about? It's two months. Yeah, it's two yeah months.
0: wow. What's wrong with me? Good job on math. Um math So it's yeah, it's pretty short. Right. So ten like, weeks.
1: You know, I would say for me, anyways, if I'm investing in a lot of draft capital on a guy, it's probably because I believe in him. Um, I'm probably going to give him, at the very least two to three weeks at the beginning, unless something looks really bad, you know, like unless uh, if it's a pitcher and he's striking out no one and he's a strikeout pitcher and I'm looking like at the underlying statistics and it looks like
0: nothing like previous years. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so maybe hiding an injury or something like that, then I'll probably be quick to dump him. Um But other than that, I, I'm pretty much bur- burning and turning, I think, because I don't think you really, I mean, not that there's like a ton of value on the wire in a 15 team league, but you're going to have to make quick decisions and quick changes and stick with them. I think, because I, I just don't think you're going to be able to sit there and wait for a guy to turn it around, assuming he's in your starting lineup. You know, like if you can leave him on your bench for now, you don't need to replace him. You can do that. But I think for the most part, you got to act quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the, the mantra of the season is quick decisions and sound research as much as you can. But, you know. Yeah. It's it's going to be tough. You know, we're all in this we're, we're we're all coming at this from the same level of experience, which is zero. None of us have done None a league like, a this like this before. You know, unless yeah. you played Chandler Park when it existed for like, you know, 3 weeks or 3 months or whatever. Yeah. See? That was the monthly fantasy and it. It was it was like 3 months and I then it was done. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh <laughs> anything else uh for short season strategy-wise that you are uh anything else that you're looking to do this year? Um, you know, I, 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 I've,
0: I've been constantly listening to pods, constantly, you know, doing my own research and man, you know, I still have a lot of the, the core guys that I went into, you know, March draft season liking. I, I, I still have a very high opinion of a lot of those guys just because we always center on those, those safe guys with good lineup spots that give you a lot of different categories and a lot of different statistics across the board and you know i sure you have to take into account the the fact that there's going to be a dh in the nl and uh the fact that you know there's going to be a lot of platoons but we weren't centering on a lot of the guys that you know would be negatively affected by this stuff that's happening now in the beginning i feel like so i think a lot of our research is going to carry over
1: yeah i think so too um some of the things that i've seen pop up that i didn't even think about uh that people mentioned recently are players who have already had covid so therefore they would be i guess less at risk of immune ish yeah i guess we don't know i don't know i don't know um I, that's interesting like it's something that i never really thought about before um there's I, do you remember who it was who already had COVID? blackman charlie Blackman. yeah charlie blackman mm-hmm. yeah uh, that was the one that I've heard of so far. I don't. I mean, uh, major, yeah. In, in, Non-minor yeah, in minor league MRLB players, yeah. Players, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then, um,
0: you do have to worry about the guys that that have vulnerable spouses, you know, pregnant spouses.
1: Yes, yes. That was the other thing. Was uh, the guys who are expecting fathers, which Trout, I think, is yes, one of them. Yes, Trout
0: is one of them. That's that's been the big the big the big one that people. Granted, talking I've about. I've
1: had uh, I have yellow... Chikulia, no height, bo- yeah. both above Trout for mm-hmm. this year, anyways, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're very hopeful that that stuff comes to the forefront, but you know, we don't know. Basically, we don't know how many things we're going to know about all the these schedule
1: guys. has never been more important than it is this year, and um, and your ability to play every game, um, every little thing like that. I'm not saying don't draft Trout, but I'm maybe saying don't draft him over Yellow or Cunha. Yeah. Um, in fact, that I is am, a risk. I, I mean, that. that's it is. I mean, even because it could end up being like two weeks. I
0: might even put bets ahead of him.
1: I would put bets ahead of him, I, mean, I think, especially in in the situation that he's in. He's in a
0: contract year. Yeah. The Dodgers have to get something out of him. And I would just I rather mean, have more steals than not. He's young, he's always healthy.
1: Right. Yeah, it sounds weird to say, but I think uh I think that probably is the way to go, mm-hmm. honestly.
0: And Trout does have his injury risk even though, you know, his performance on the field is still stellar.
1: Yeah, um I don't like I I mean, I don't know if I'd say he's injury risk prone. He's not
0: prone, but Yeah. he's he's known to miss a little time.
1: But I'm also more afraid of the fact that he might uh, not run as much this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But so, yeah, one other thing I was thinking of was um, schedule-wise. This is going to be a year where I'm looking at probably the first month, maybe three weeks. And I know that, you know, they won't stay the same, but I'm probably going to be projecting out who, for starting pitchers, who are they going to be facing. Um, Yeah. Because if I see a team facing, like, you know, the Yankees or the Astros, uh, or a certain pitcher, his spot keeps coming up against the Yankees or the Astros several times early.
0: That's a quarter to a half of his season. Exactly. I mean, So
1: I'm probably just going to go ahead and move him way down. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, however much you're moving down NL starting pitchers because of the DH, you should probably move them down further uh, and also move up the AL pitchers' uh, counterparts up uh, proportionally as well. Because so, you know uh, they
0: can handle I mean, the good ones anyway. You know right, it doesn't affect right, them.
1: Right, right, And, uh, yeah, I would also just suggest keep an eye on summer training, even though they might not be playing against other teams much. Um, and we
0: don't know what media access is going to be for these things either. That's true. I that mean, is true. There's a lot of unknowns still.
1: I hope that they still report the stats and everything so that we can get that information. Cause
0: or at least we have a, a decent amount of video. and I mean, it's it's going to be tough.
1: It's going to be ugly. Um, but I'm going to be looking at things like Velocity, um, for pitchers. I'm going to be looking at who's pitching and who's not. If if guys aren't pitching, generally that's a sign that they're probably not healthy. Uh, I know it sounds kind of like a given, but I don't know if people pay attention to that as much as they should. Um, also, their walk rate. So if you're seeing pitchers who are walking guys a lot, it's often indicative of uh, hiding an underlying injury. Um, not always, but uh, it, it happens more enough that you want to probably move those guys down your board. So um keep an eye on that on that stuff and uh i don't know it's going to be interesting for sure
0: all it takes is one or two walk driven blowups this year to that's true sink a number of that things is on true. your team
1: but usually i think with the with the walk rate and spring training it's more that there's an injury, injury that's why they're for, they're not able yeah. to locate correctly mm-hmm. but yeah i would just rather again avoid those risks and um i'll uh, i'll take my shots later in the draft but my first 10 picks or so are probably going to be some safe, productive players. And I'm going to give myself a good chance to, to win that overall. All right.
0: That's, that's at least what we think is the recipe for our success. Yeah, this year.
1: I mean, who knows, but that's, uh, from our experience, it's about the, we've been
0: working at this for a while, but best we you know, can do. There's only so much we can know in a year like this.
1: Yep. It's going to teach us a lot for sure. And it's going to be, it's gonna be really interesting to see how this all affects 2021 because yep. then we're going to be coming off of a short season with small sample size And looking at, all right, how much does this matter compared to 2019? Um, And, you know, guys are going to be a year older. And, uh, you know, young guys might not have progressed as much as they would have otherwise. So it's going to be a lot to think about.
0: Yep. And those minor league guys aren't going to get any time in games against, you know, decent competition unless they make it up. Yep. Okay. Well, this was... A fun first episode. A little. We you know, promise we'll get better. Yeah. You know, hey, <laughs> I haven't done this in over 15 years. Dave's only been on two podcasts so far with yep. Bubba and uh, SP Streamer.
1: Michael Simeone.
0: Um, but we are planning, at least in this preseason especially, yeah. his second preseason, to record two to three times a week. So we're going to get episodes out to you as frequently as we can.
1: Yeah, we're generally trying to get about 10 to 12 episodes out for right now. That's that's our plan. Before the season starts. It all,
0: it all depends also on, well, if you're listening to this I'm assuming you're listening to it on a platform that's already approved our podcast for download. You may be listening to it on Anchor, and if you are, thank you. My gosh, that's it's not easy to do to listen on the actual Anchor site. Um, <laughs> it'll take us a few episodes before iTunes will admit us, that's for sure. I know it's at least three episodes before that. Uh, hopefully, we're on other things like Stitcher and we use Podcast Addict and, and other things like that. Um, hopefully, pretty soon, within one to two episodes. Um Everybody, check out rotosaurus.com to see Dave's closer rankings and breakdowns and depth charts. Uh, in season, depth charts, yeah. yeah, in season. Yeah, keep we, I
1: keep those updated all throughout the season.
0: Right, we're, we're we're focusing on closers for now. We will also put out a little other content on general topics, but you know, Dave's and, closer uh, stuff. The two starts will come I during say, the season. Jake's,
1: Jake's two start information will be very key for this right. year, especially because yeah. it'll allow you to pick up a two starter a week before their two starters. So yeah,
0: and that's it's a thing that you know, not a lot of sites. Uh, want to put out there because it, it could be wrong uh, you know sure. a fair percentage of sure. the time things we, change over a week and especially I put, this year i put a pretty good big amount big. of research into it um but yeah this year man get, things could change in you know I, I could publish it and then three guys could be uh you know announced as maybe they're they're opening instead of or, or, or piggybacking instead of doing a full start you know so Hashtag i'm gonna don't draft the rays. yeah <laughs> i'm gonna keep on it as much as i can it's going to be a tough year for that but at least it's only, you know, 10 11 weeks instead of the full uh, 28 that yeah. it normally is. It's, yeah, it's labor a... intensive to begin with but <laughs> <laughs> this year it's going less. to be very it's going to be very tough. Um, so check out rotosaurus.com, see what we got over there. Uh, Dave, we can find you on Twitter where again. Run DMCD. All right? And I am at The Dust that's D U S T M I T E and I want to thank you all for listening to our maiden voyage Thanks, hopefully. Guys. Hopefully we didn't have too many inside jokes and, and dumb comments. but
1: Yeah, we promised that I'll be uh, – I mean, I can't promise that it will be the end of the inside jokes, but that was the uh, only time that we'll oh, yeah. be it won't talking be. about our childhood and whatnot. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I have a lot of issues from my childhood that will probably come up.
1: <laughs> this isn't therapy, though, Jake.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. I do pay my therapist, but this is free, so I can get some of it out now. Yeah, that's true. And I, hopefully I'll make some money off of my own therapy. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll be on some platforms that you can review us shortly. But uh, uh, look for another episode to drop. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little to Monday or Tuesday. Sunday, probably. Yeah, Monday so, or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. We'll yeah. see how this goes. You know, we'll see. This is my first time ever editing a podcast, so we'll see how long it takes me. Hopefully, I don't suck too bad at it. We'll fix <laughs> the levels for next time. This is probably. I've probably been talking away from the microphone a bunch. So, um, but yeah, thanks for listening, Dave. It's been fun. Yeah, Jake. We've been waiting been for. Time. We've been waiting for this for almost a decade. And Man. We talked about finally, it for a long time. Finally. I. I yeah, you know, my wife had to have two kids, and I had to raise them out of toddlerhood <laughs> before we, we finally did this. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this being a uh, a long time thing.
1: Me too. Me too.
0: Good luck, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Stay safe.